Welcome back to the Young Uns Podcast. I say welcome back. I assume that you have been with us before. You might be a new listener. I welcome you to the Young Uns Podcast as well. You're just as welcome. Although if you could keep out of the hot tub and off the trampoline, because they are members-only areas. Last week it was Jossie and Clark and Ben Walker from our hotel bedroom in Kansas. When I say our hotel bedroom in Kansas City, we were gigging in Kansas City. That's why we had a hotel bedroom. It's not like the young'uns have suddenly decided to get into some sort of odd form of property development. And this week's guest is Irish Mythen, who you may have not come across before. We hadn't heard of her before our trip to Kansas, but it was difficult to not hear of her once we got there because I think it's safe to say she's got the loudest voice by far out of everyone who was there but not only that such a great character so funny so flamboyant we'll have a couple of songs from her and we'll chat about her as well as well as that we have a couple of anecdotes from mr sean cooney who'll be keeping it in the family because our gig clips are all about sean cooney's family all that and more coming up on this week's youngins podcast So last week was a bit of an odd podcast. Uh, I'd just broken up with my girlfriend. Well, I say that. She'd just broken up with me, technically. I mean, I'm trying to... I mean, I suppose, actually, I don't know why I'm rewriting history. I could... You know, I'm the one with the platform. I'm the one with an audience. Right, OK, let's change the story. Uh, uh, the chick was just getting me down. What can I say? That's uh, uh, so why I like to keep them keen, treat them mean, that kind of thing, you know? And, yeah, it's very strange. Very strange. I mean, I could have just not mentioned it, but it's like that was the thing that was on my mind. So it felt like a cathartic thing to uh, talk about it, which I hopefully did in a comedic fashion. Uh, I would like to say, though, that uh, listeners rallied to my support. You know, I would, I would I'd love to say that you all came forward with your concern. You know, I thought we were one big family, but unfortunately, not a single person, not a single person after the podcast said, oh, you feeling all right, David? Not a single one of you. And I'm thinking, you know, all the times that I've been there for you, I'd like to think, as I say, we're one big family and, I, and I've been there for you many times, you know, because to me, you're more than just podcast listeners. I've always said that you're more than just podcast listeners, um, which is why, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, I was around a podcast listener's house doing a spot of DIY for them, helping them put up a shelf. I'll help out where I can. You know, if the people need me, I'll be there. But when I needed a neighbour, were you there, were you there? When I needed a neighbour, were you there? No. I'd like to assume maybe that my comedic take on my actual breakdown was so convincing that people just assumed that I'd made the entire thing up. That's what I'm going to assume. We were talking last week about Jossie and Clark and Ben Walker's CD sorting technique. How did they sort their CD albums? And we got a comment about that, so that obviously resonated with someone. But me actually breaking up with my girlfriend and going through this cathartic process, trying to do it humorously, but at the same time actually, you know, crying out for for help. Crying out, listeners. You weren't there for me. Is he Now, is he being funny now? Is he being funny or is he genuinely... Well, I don't know. Maybe you could maybe you could go out of your way to find out. This has got me thinking about my life in general and about the way we go forward with the Young'uns podcast. I'm just thinking, you know, I'm feeling a bit unattractive at this present moment in time because of what's happened and you know, I'm not feeling feeling particularly sexy as a person, I suppose. Not, you know. And this got me thinking. I thought, is the Young'uns podcast sexy enough? Because that was one of the remits when Sean, Michael and myself were talking about doing a podcast well, secondly, we said about promoting folk music, that would be good, and, and about promoting us, but we, we said that the core thing was that it was sexy. That was the buzzword, that was the key word that was going around. Sexy, how can we make it sexy? And I feel when we started doing the Youngest Podcast, it was, it was certainly sexy. I don't think anyone would deny that. But perhaps that sexiness 
has left the Young'uns podcast. So if anyone has any suggestions as to how the Young'uns podcast could be more sexy, or if you have any thoughts about this, feel free to get in touch with us. I think in maybe like looking at some of the features that we've got on the podcast and reevaluating them, like James Fagan's Talking Bollocks, for instance. It's a great feature, uh, but I might have a word with James about how we can change it, maybe. So Because at the moment, it's very biological. It's a feature about the sexual organs, it's about the testicles, but it's very biological, isn't it? We're talking about kangaroos, testicles. Maybe we could get a little bit more sexy with the bollocks talk I'm thinking maybe maybe we could get Nancy Kerr and James to host it together maybe a bit of a double act maybe we could get Nancy to talk about James's testicles I, I don't know I'm thinking out loud here um, anyway it's time for part one of our interview with Irish Mythen who we met while at Folk Alliance International in Kansas City and she joins us live from our hotel bedroom in Kansas City this is our newfound friend Irish Mythen Irish Mythen, you have been a revelation to us. For people who aren't aware of what we're currently up to, we're at uh, Fork Alliance International in Kansas City. The people who organise it have just rented out the entire hotel. This is a massive hotel complex, and um, every single room, there's no one sleeping in it, people are performing in it. So there's a performer in every room, and it is just incredible. So obviously, sometimes you can hear the sounds from the other acts bleeding through. But we were in a room on the other floor, and we heard your <laughs> voice. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. You have so much power. So my, my first question, when I ask how you, you got into the whole thing, well, how on earth did you manage to get such a loud voice. It's a, it's, a, it's a nice voice as well, we should point out. You're not just going to hear us <laughs> screaming yeah. for the it's next a, 20 minutes. There's a foghorn for the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you what, I think, and, and I guess you guys grew up with the same tradition of you'd be, you'd be standing in the middle of a very rowdy pub and then, you know, it, it calls for a song. And so you needed a bit of, a, a bit of strength in the voice to, to hush everybody up. And so that's, that's what it was. I just, I didn't, I didn't try to seek out a big voice. It just... It fell out of me a bit like last night's waste. Excellent. Okay. Um, right, okay. I, don't know, I hope you're not going to bring every answer back to that, but um, nope. maybe you will. Who knows? Who, we'll knows? See how it goes. Who knows? And what about um, how you got started singing the songs that you sing? Do you know, funny story, lads, I tell you. When I was 15, my parents decided it would be a great idea to move to the Middle East, and we moved to a place called Bahrain, which is beside Saudi Arabia. And it wasn't the it wasn't the easiest place to uh, uh, go out in. So we'd we'd get ferried to school and then ferried back, and then you were pretty much stuck in the in the house because it was, you couldn't really go out as a girl. So my my parents bought me a guitar for their penance, <laughs> and uh, and I just started getting it. My father was always a big lover of Irish music, and of course when you're 15 it's not cool. But when you're stuck out there and that's the only records you have, then it becomes you start to learn that it's very cool. And uh, I just started, I started learning all the old songs and then I basically had my first gig at 15 and I never looked back. It's just uh, drawing off my father's old records and then my grandmother's voice herself. She would, she would sing Making Bread uh, uh, every Sunday and you'd run over there as a kid and you just listen to the, to the old songs. And some of them you can't find anymore, much the same as you lads. You, you come across songs that they're not in print and, uh, you know, they're just handed down through yeah. through the generation. And, and, yeah, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. So, yeah, just kept singing, just kept singing. You that's, can't shut me up, you see. That's more... Keep mad, interrupting you're, you're me. You're right, you do. So yeah. keep interrupting At least you're not talking about I your can't waist. shut up, <laughs> At least you're not talking about your waist. Anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but you're right. That is more magical than just saying this is a song that I found on Spotify or iTunes. That's or right. Like that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There's, well, there's something uh, like there's a vein that runs through the songs. You, you realise uh, after a while that you have a you have a strong connection with them and you have a responsibility to keep them going as well. You know. So what about the because you write songs as well? So you I don't do. Just sing traditional no, Irish songs. No, no. Unfortunately, I, that's why I loved the, the fact I bumped into you guys because I'm getting to hear the traditional songs and sing a few of them because normally what I do is it's all it's all original stuff that I do so it's been a joy finding you guys so what inspires the songs that you write where does all where does the ideas come from different things it could be uh, it could be overhearing a story it could be uh, uh, reading something in a newspaper or it could be just you know something just fall, like, comes out of you comes out of you don't, don't know, you're talking about your waist. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I think we should hear um, a couple of songs over the, the, the course of our little chat. So uh, what would you like to do for us first? Wait one sec now. I saw Jesus just the oh, other not day. Not a minute. Hey, now I was just checking to see if I had a voice. <laughs> I had a voice. What is this song? You've given us a, a sneak preview there. You've mentioned Jesus. Yep. Excellent. Would you like to explain this Sung to us. Yeah, I was living in Sweden at the time. Sweden was the first place that I'd ever lived away from home. So when I got there, I did the Irish trifecta. I, I found a Catholic church, I found the place where I was living, and I found the pub. And uh, <laughs> not I was, in that order. Surely uh, the pub comes first. Uh, well, that's true, but I, I was trying to not perpetuate the stereotype there. But yes, that is very true. As I sip a whiskey, it was the time. I'm showing my age here, but it was the time before the old internet. So every Sunday. Your mother used to call you. She didn't worry about you from the moment she put the phone down to, you know, Saturday night. But if you didn't pick up the phone on Sunday, she'd light a candle and, and send the reinforcements to get you. But uh, so I told her that, oh, I found a, I found a church and, and Father Johan was the priest there. I was living there for about six or eight months and he contacted me and he said, uh, There's, the archbishop is coming to town. And uh, he wants you to sing on the altar while he's doing a service. And I thought, Jesus, this is brilliant. So I'll get God brownie points and mother brownie points. I can't go wrong. The bishop might buy Uh, you a pint as well. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I I thought it was hymns. I thought it was hymns he wanted Mm. me to sing. And it turns out that it was actually this song that he wanted me to play in its entirety. And I thought, this is a bit cracked altogether because uh, it's just other end of the spectrum to what uh, good Catholics would be singing about. And so, uh, no, Father Johan said he's a really progressive guy and uh, he, he wants you to sing this. So I sang the song in its entirety. He was to my left. And while he did his gig, I did my gig. So it was great. So A.B., or the Bish, as we like to call him. So this one's called I Saw Jesus Just the Other Day. Just the other day he was wearing funky sandals A little goatee he had Dreads that he had just died back All in all he was looking pretty slick I said, Jesus, Jesus, won't you save my soul, yeah Jesus, Jesus, I don't want to grow old Ain't as bad as you think I am Come on now, Jesus Be a reasonable man No more, but I'll 
see what he can do with. Sure was real nice talking to you. So he left me there, still down on my knees. I watched him dance on down the road, and I, I cried after him, please. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, won't you save my soul, yeah? Jesus, Jesus, I don't want to grow old. In as bad as you think I am, come on now, Jesus. Be a reasonable man. To a woman or two That don't mean I deserve to burn Cause if my friends will go to heaven I deserve my turn I deserve my turn Yeah This is the story about two girls Who fell in love and broke all the rules They fell in love one summer's night Let fly and then they held each other tight And she said, she said I am a woman and you are too But that don't mean that I can't love you This damn town don't understand I don't necessarily want to be in love With a man With a man, yeah With a man I'm talking to you, Jesus, here I come Jesus, Jesus, won't you save my soul, yeah? Jesus, Jesus, I don't want to grow old. Ain't as bad as you think I am. Come on now, Jesus. I said, Jesus. Boys, can I get an amen? Amen. Boys, can I get an amen? Amen. Terrifyingly brilliant. Oh, my God, I've just seen the light. <laughs> Be a reasonable woman, a reasonable woman, a reasonable woman, yeah. Part one of our interview with Irish Mythen, and she'll return in a couple of minutes or so. But there she was, singing about her sexuality, and we'll be talking to her about her sexuality uh, a little bit later on on the podcast. So, you know, the podcast is getting sexier even as we speak. And what you don't realise is I'm doing this podcast bare-chested as well. And it's going to get even more sexy now because we're going to talk about Sean Cooney's nana. So, uh, there we go. My goodness, it was this clip, I think, is over a year old because we're talking about our album launch because this is a recording taken from January, I think, last year. And these clips are all about Sean Cooney's family. Yeah, that was a song about my nana. Unfortunately, my nana's not been too well recently. She's in hospital. She's been dead. She's been hilarious once she's been in there. Uh, Hang on a minute. She's been dead? I think you might want to... That was quite an odd sentence, that one. Uh, what did I say? I think you banged your head. She went, it's brilliant, she's been dead, uh, she's... Did I? Did I yeah. Oh, I meant to say she's been dead funny. Oh, uh, right. Uh, oh, yeah. You'll be great. How's me nana, uh, doctor? Oh, it's been great, she's been dead. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say dead funny. 
it all started once after she told the paramedics to F off. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it was just something to do with because she had a fall, you see, so she wasn't in her, in her right mind. Uh, she doesn't usually swear. Um, she meant to say piss off, but... <laughs> and then we, she's in a ward, she was in a ward with three other old women. And uh, when I first arrived to see her, the, the one opposite her was, was asleep. And uh, she said, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead and they're still feeding her. So, no, she's just asleep, Nana. No, she's dead. Um, so it's been great fun. I've been really excited. The last week or so, I've been doing my family tree. And it's been so fun. Um, talk about skeletons in the closet. Um, I was, you know, the, the big worry if you're a folk singer and you do your family tree is that you'll find out you're really posh and uh, <laughs> you know, I'm a long line of earls or something. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not. My, uh, my Sunderland side of the family all worked in the shipyards and one of my ancestors, he was my great, great granddad and he was called John Henry. What a name. Uh, John Henry Kent. And he worked in the shipyards uh, from the age of 10 till the day he died when he was 59. So he was nearly 50 years in the shipyards. Uh, do you say your family were really common? But weren't, weren't you tell me there was a line of people called Zenobia Cooney in your family? Zenobia? Has anyone heard of that name? Oh, yeah, they, they must be. Has anybody heard the name Zenobia before? No. Doesn't no. sound very common, does it? Well... Oh, you've got the Zenobias round for tea, and they're very common, the Zenobias. <laughs> well, no, I knew that I had, like, aunties called Zini, but I just assumed it was short for Zini. But now there's a whole string of ancestors in, in my family who are all born in Sunderland, born into poverty, called Zenobia. It's a lovely, lovely name. I really like it. I might, if I have a little girl, I might call her Zenobia. Oh, yeah. It's always a boy. My other half disagrees. Oh, thank you, Davis. Um, I said it's always a boy. I'm not. I'm not his other half, by the way. We're not adopted together. Uh, I think the word. I'm, 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 I'm holding out. Hey, I think the word that one. Out. I know you didn't really listen in the biology lessons, but I think the word that the one. Adopted, just said. And thank you to the people who came along to our harmony workshop this morning. Any of you here? Oh, we really appreciate it. And sorry for the big row these two had in the middle of it. Yeah. Well, why you're not even teaching them properly, Michael? Uh, we made some great sound. We made some lovely car sounds at one point. Uh, it was quite strange, though. Yeah, what we were doing was to get our voices warmed up. I was saying you shouldn't just kind of go, and do that kind of thing because it kind of jolts the voice. So I was saying you need to like rev the the vocal cords up enough to kind of go, oh. So we're all doing this, and it just sounded like the weirdest thing. At which point, five people walk in, take a glance and walk back out again. There's us going, oh, oh, bloody hell. We've come for the orgy. We didn't realise it was one of these. Oh, it's just a harmony workshop, man. We thought Sedgefield Vogelfester might have spiced up a little bit. That's what they were thinking, I think. Well, I remember uh, Andy mentioned that we've got this album launch uh, next year that we've got a, a list you can reserve a, a, a ticket on. It's, which is in the 22nd of February, Saturday night, in a brilliant venue at Old Elvet Methodist Church. We were supporting Eliza Carfe in there a few years ago, and I, David Eagle unwittingly mounted a pulpit. Uh, That's a very unfortunate phrase. Uh, he mounted a pulpit. Uh, well, never been, that's never been proven in the court of law. Right? Uh, ascended. Yeah. Ascended, that's... Ascended? Yes. Uh, oh, it was epic. But uh, just while I remember, we've also got... If you can't wait that long... Uh, Sure you can. 
Um, we're doing Hartlepool Town Hall Theatre on the 21st of December, Saturday night, a Christmas show, and we decided to call it We Three Sings. Um, so that should be good as well. Um, we're also going back to the Fisherman's Arms in Hartlepool tonight, if anyone wants to join us. Uh, no, I'm, we're going to take you back to Hartlepool, though, in song. Oh, very good, Mr. Cooney. I like what you did there. That's the first time he's out. That's the first, first time he's complimented me in uh, three years. I'm really pleased with that. Thank you, David. And it's. Uh, I'm, I'm doing it for the children, to be honest. I'm, I'm gaining practice. Oh, we can't have our children growing up. Conflict. Little Zenobias. Yeah, all the Zenobias yeah, running yeah. around. Why am Why are Daddy and Daddy always fight? We can't have that. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> but then you. You know, every now and again, every other, every other week you say to me, Sean, why does everybody think I'm gay? This is exactly the reason, Davis. Uh, this is exactly the reason. You know, there's plenty of single women out there on the folk scene. You should get, get amongst really? them. All right, yeah. okay. Um, well, that's where I'll be afterwards then. Uh... <laughs> anyway. It won't be motor car noises you'll be hearing. Um... <laughs> it's the pulpit for you. I'm We're going to go I'm back gonna, to that. You could be my pulpit tonight, love. Uh... <laughs> yes. Um, so we got two takers down here, David. Haven't we? Yeah, I think that's one thing that's going to have to stop. Then we're going to have to stop the homoerotic banter. I'm going to have to make sure to clap down on that because you know there might be a lot of ladies there who would have happily approached me, but uh, thought, well, there's no point. He's gay. Yes, it's going to be it's going to be a whole new side to me that you're going to see at Youngin's gigs. I'm going to be all manly and rugged and. Anyway, it's time for part two of our interview with Irish Mythen. Irish, you obviously originally come from Ireland, yep. then you moved uh, to the Middle East, and yep. now you're living in Canada. Yes, I Canada, so on the what? east coast there, uh, uh, Prince Edward Island. Um, that's where Anne of Green Gables comes from. It is. It is. You're very much like Anne of Green Gables. Well, I am. It's my, it's my yeah. quiet disposition, mm. my red hair. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, I'm known as the Anne of Green Gobbles. I don't know whether to take that as a compliment or not, but there we are. So, why? What brought you to Canada then? Basically, in 2006, we booked a tour. There were several festivals on the tour. Uh, it, it ended up being a two and a half month tour. Straight. It's, we started in in Canso, Nova Scotia, and we went all the way across up into up into Ontario. The following year, they booked us again, and it was a longer tour. So it was almost six months tour. Um, so we did that, and it was, again, fantastic. Uh, I'd, I'd released uh, the second album over there, and it was sales-wise, it was going, going really well. And then in 2008, uh, uh, more stuff came from Canada, and I was like, well, bugger this, I might as well. I'm spending six months of the year there, I might as well move. So I made the move over uh, uh, halfway through 2008, and, I, and I've been there ever since. Your songs, I mean, obviously that's on there, the, yep. the Jesus song. Obviously, you talk about your sexuality and that yeah. kind of thing, and uh, does that play into more songs, or is that a theme that you address in many of your songs, or is it a unique one? You, know, you just outed me now, thanks. My parents don't know that I'm gay. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> they, they, they can see me. So I very much doubt they listen to the Youngins podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, you never know. For the things they're, that we talk about, they were the they're ones, about they were that the ones who told me about you. <laughs> no, it's, 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 a weird, it's a weird thing for me because I'm, I'm heavily aware that you can get pigeonholed uh, really quickly in this business. Is that so, a sexual preference as well, is it? Well, it can't, or, I don't know. You just leave oh, uh, the alone, thanks to you. <laughs> no wonder every chicken runs away from you. <laughs> well, it's easy to get laid with chicken. Oh, oh, yes. oh, you should have been unfertilized, I tell you. <laughs> 
exceptional. But, <laughs> but uh, for me, it was really important. Well, I was the artist first. I was the singer-songwriter first, <laughs> rather than the, the lesbian performer. Like, I've been... It's a weird thing, because uh, I, I, I just write about life. And mm. if it happens to be my life, then I don't shy away from... Like, I don't use, you know, they instead of, you know, or, or he. If I'm talking about someone I love or someone I fancy, I'll say she. So I want, yeah. to, be, I want to be very honest with the, with the listener. I'll wrap the flag around me, but I don't wave it. I don't, I don't, mm. need, uh, I don't need rainbows and unicorns, uh, you know. <laughs> it's, uh, so I'm a singer-songwriter first, but it's very hard to shake off that connotation. You wouldn't believe how many times I get, uh, do you know Katie Lang? And I'm like, it's, why, why would I know Katie Lang? I say, oh, because you're, you know, you're, you're, and I'm like, Irish? Yeah, no, you're a, a, a singer-songwriter. Uh, no, um, you mean because I'm a dyke? And then they go, no, that's not what I meant. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly what you meant. And no, I don't know her. You know, but. No, but it's interesting because people do, as you say, that people do pigeonhole and people look yeah. for patterns and stereotypes. Sure, sure. And, um, and, it, and some people do it in a very harmless way as well. It's oh, just indeed, the way, oh, indeed. Because recently we were, we were chatting to someone today and they were telling this story mm-hmm. about someone who was very polite to them at the, uh, in the airport yep. and looked after their instruments really well. And they mm-hmm. said, oh, and the staff were a bit... So some of the staff just couldn't care. But then this, um, this, lovely, uh, this lovely black man um, came up and said, oh, I'll, I'll help you out and, and, try, and found my um, lost guitar. Right. The, the fact that he was black is irrelevant in yes. that story, yeah. but obviously... Well, yeah. Indeed. well I mean, the, the, very, the, the, the very clear thing here is I, I was in a debate uh, uh, on, on Canadian radio and they were wanting, they kept wanting to bring in my view on gay marriage and I'm like, well, to me there's no such thing, it's marriage. I don't go to a gay shop. Yeah, I don't go no. to the gay dentist. Well, do you I not? To, no, I don't. Oh, I, do. I find them frightening. Um, I, I go to the dentist. Right? You <laughs> should have just gone to the hairdresser and not the gay hairdresser. Michael's just got the most expensive uh, haircut. $44 it was, which probably equates to about £30, £32. Although they did give you all the works, he says. I don't know. What, was what, there a happy ending? What, exactly. What are all the works? What did you get for your money, Michael? You're sorry? What did you get for your money? Well, it's, it, uh, the only reason I went there is because it's the only place. Yeah. It's the only place in this kind of area. So Can they do anything special. So yeah, so I went in. It's a natural beauty salon and spa. That's what it's well, called. Well, there was your first oh, clue. Well, yeah. You're a genius. <laughs> I didn't think of that actually. You weren't getting short back and sides there. Well, maybe you were, but it was a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit odd because I went in and I just said, "Look, I just want a haircut." But they, I got like a, a, a head massage. I got a neck massage. Oh yeah. Shoulder massage. Well, that's pretty good value. I then got then. Sham- Got then got my hair. Shampooed and treated, whatever that means, and then uh, then he cut my hair and he spent about forty minutes on my hair. Anyway, we could talk about the uh, hairdressers uh, for a long time, um, but I think we should probably hear another song. What would you like to sing us now? I would like Once. to sing you one. Ours is a is a fickle industry, and you're constantly trying to uh, trying to make a living out of it. But <clears throat> sometimes uh, sometimes you get a bit a bit of a worry and. Myself and my partner in Canada there, we had... Uh, that made it sound like my partner in Canada, my partner in Ireland, my partner... No, I, yeah, have, yeah. I only have one partner. In every part. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. <laughs> you know, they don't call me Sailor Jane for nothing. <laughs> we, we sort of went through a bit of a um, health scare. And, uh, and we realised, we just kind of realised that, you know, all the bullshit that we carry around and, and we, 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 the differences between needing and wanting something. We want so much, but we need so little. Mm. And uh, so I kind of we were, we were kind of 
thinking about like, well, it doesn't matter what happens as long as we have each other and we have a roof over our head. And so this is where that, uh, that song comes from. It's called These Walls. the doors let them always be open and let the windows let them let in the light I will be happy I will be happy is a happy life we made it our own the road was not easy but we were never alone the roads are sometimes rocky Got these four walls. We got each other. All oh, at the doors, yeah. Spending time with us, oh, Irene. Oh, my pleasure. I've got something to say. Have you? Oh, God. Don't mind trying to finish this. It's not about your haircut again, is it? No, no, no. We've, been, we've done that, haven't we? All right. Is it true, Irish, that you've been nominated for an ECMA in 2015? Yes. Yes. It's very true. Very true. See, I've got to fill in the gaps where he did, doesn't do his research. <laughs> this is an important point. Mate, point. I think what the songs are about and your journey is more important than awards. Well, and I'm sure yeah. you'll agree with well, that. Well, you know what? If I don't win one, 
I thoroughly agree with you. <laughs> 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 tell us, tell us about it's, it. So what's the, what uh, the it's, the, it's the East Coast East Coast Music Awards, and uh, I, I I got a nomination for Roots Album of the Year. It's 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 very cool, and and I'm not going to pretend that I wouldn't love to win it. Um, it's great getting nominated, and everybody who's nominated and doesn't win says it's great being nominated. But it is great; it's great recognition uh, because it's voted by peers. So, okay. so it is it is a real uh, it's a real sort of shot in the arm kind of thing. And I think the final question to ask you um, and I know it's, it's an obvious one, but uh, people will be interested to know the answer. I assume you must know Sue Barker, uh, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, she likes whiskey as well. Um, thank you very much, Irish. Uh, oh, Sue, we we call it we call it the friends of Sue. <laughs> <laughs> the, the the gays have uh, friends of Dorothy, and we have the friends of Sue. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Irish. Thanks, guys. It was an absolute dream. Thanks very I don't much. Think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. Cause my body's too bootylicious for you. Shake your booty up and down. Ooh, get your booty. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we've finished, have we? Um, sorry, I was just doing a bit of practice there for the Jungen's gigs. Oh, well, thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be back to normal next week. We're going to be absolutely fine next week. I'll be telling you about my new acquisition. <laughs> my new bit of stuff. I'll be telling you about, huh? Hey, It's going to be a much sexier Young'uns podcast from now on. Please do give us your comments. How can the Young'uns podcast be sexed up, so to speak? It's not just dossiers that can get sexed up. It's podcasts as well. And that's what we want to do. We want to sex up the Young'uns podcast. Thank you very much, by the way, to Irish Mythen. I've just how very rude of me not to have uh, referenced the fact that she's just been in conversation with us and I'm just egotistically focusing on myself there and it certainly is going to be a sexy young'uns podcast next week because it's going to be recorded the bits in between will all be recorded backstage uh, of the unthanks gigs we're going to be uh, touring with the unthanks over the next couple of weeks so that'll do a lot for our sex appeal and there's added sexiness because phil henry and hannah martin are next week's podcast guests it's going to be absolutely brilliant it's going to be a brilliant podcast next week i promise you and i will not obsess over my relationship breakup so that's coming up next week thank you very much for listening uh, maybe instead of saying goodbye i should do like a sexy grunt oh yeah let's try that <sighs> Nah, maybe i should just say goodbye goodbye <laughs>